What's up, everybody? We are back. Welcome to Real Chronicles, brought to you by RealTalking.com. I am your host, David. I am joined with today, Jennifer. Hey, guys. Ryan. What's happening? And Ryan's better half is back once again to show him how it's done. What's up, Casey? Hey, everyone. So today, we have a nice little agenda where we are going to celebrate the 15th anniversary of losing your virginity. With the forty-year-old virgin, we are also going oh, to. Okay. <laughs> I, got... <laughs> I like that no one knew how to react. To that yeah, I expected I like, laughter. Huh? I expected laughter. Like, wait a minute, are we are we going to talk about the day we lo- we lost our virginity today? I was like, this, this, this does not take place during any movie. I was like, I felt wrong like podcast. Time to sit back and think about how long it had actually been because i feel like everyone was like how long ago was it that i lost my virginity and the world's like counting back it's so funny i we'll get to it when we talk about the movie but when the movie came out it was probably a year since i had lost my 14 virgin- since i had lost my virginity and it was uh it's, it's pretty funny seeing a brand new person that started doing that to you know seeing steve yeah, so we'll get to that a little later. But before we get to that, let's get into the news of the week. Uh, I wanted to touch base on the Mulan news from a few weeks back that we talked about. It's streaming on Disney Plus for twenty nine ninety nine. So the latest news is that you won't be able to purchase it in app. You have to purchase it on DisneyPlus.com. But once you get it, you own it. So you can play it as many times. It's not going to be a 48-hour rental like we had spoken about before. It's actually going to be yours forever. So once you purchase it, then you can go on the app and it'll be available there for you to to watch. So what happens if you decide to cancel your Disney Plus subscription? Guess you lost Mulan. You lost the movie. So you think that's also just another enticing way to keep people subscribed longer? Well, I'm going to buy it anyway. I'm 4K when it comes out. Right. But um, I guess it's another way to keep... Like another ploy, right? Yeah, which works. Which is kind of smart. Ryan and Casey, will you be spending twenty nine ninety nine to watch Milan? I don't know, babe, are we? <laughs> <laughs> I was honestly waiting to see what you were going to say. Um, I, don't, I don't particularly know yet. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say yes, though, because I have a feeling that it will be something that I'll buy, but then we share our Disney Plus with my sister. So then at least I'll be like, hey, I'm going to buy it. So it's going to be on our Disney Plus. So let's, you know, you'll be able to watch it I, too. So maybe we can split it. I agree. I, I agree. I think if you look at it like this, I I think Jenny and I are going to. If we split it, like we would go to the theaters, $15 each. There you go. Yeah. A movie ticket, you're good to go. Plus, it's a female-led movie. They need the support. So I think. So we should get it to support it. Is that what you're saying? Yes, and I have to review it anyway, so we have to get it anyway. <laughs> We're gonna have I mean, to talk about it anyway, so why not buy it? <laughs> exactly. We're I mean, my worry now. is down the road, like I don't see me doing it, but say I do decide to one day get rid of my Disney, 
I don't want to then lose that 30 that I spent. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's the same reason I don't buy through my cable company because I don't want to be like one day switch. Like Verizon offers for you to buy a movie through Verizon. I never did it because I one day I switched and thank God I didn't because I switched to a different company. Here's my counter. Maybe this is more for me because I'm a physical media whore. I like to like own everything on physical media. So same. It's like the transition. It's like you buy a DVD in 2000, in 2000, in 2001, because that's how far along DVDs go. And now 2008 comes and you have to buy a Blu-ray for that movie to get the better quality. I personally threw out a lot of my DVDs. It's kind Donated. of the same thing in a way. So okay. that's kind of the way I feel. I mean, I'm going to end up spending like 60 bucks on there, 45 bucks on this going halves with Jenny and then buying the 4K, the steelbook for it. So I probably, you know, it's it's going to cost a few bucks, but I would not be shocked if Black Widow follows suit because I think that Marvel has a specific calendar that they need to go by. And the longer Black Widow's held, the longer they have to hold everything else. Well, did you see that report that someone called Disney Plus customer service and that the person that they spoke with kind of hinted at that there's going to be more titles coming soon oh, so in Black, that same so Black idea. Widow. So it could be it could be Black Widow maybe going that route and or I, another Disney Fox property. And I absolutely ex- will be paying for Black Widow. Yeah, yeah same. I, mean, I, I it's been, we <laughs> haven't had we haven't had a superhero film this year. Oh, no, we have Birds of Prey in February. That's, That's right. It. That's right. it. Oh, my God. February feels wow. like such a long time ago. That does feel that like, like a long time ago. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, feel, I mean, you're, you're, being, you're being so nice. It feels like 25 years ago at this point when we didn't oh. have to wear masks and I could sit next to strangers. That's not going to happen ever again. <laughs> yeah, what the heck? What the hell is that? You didn't touch your soda. Like, are you really at the movies? Exactly. Stranger danger. Uh, so yeah. next bit of news. It's... This is more for Jenny and Casey on this. I'm curious for your reaction that Clueless is coming back in a drama reboot. It, okay. Where is it coming to? Like, Actually, is it a know. movie yeah. drama no, reboot it's a or series. It's a series? It's a series. I feel like the only channel that this would work on is the CW. I was uh, gonna say it's a CW or a freeform thing. It can't yeah. be anything else. Like, it doesn't feel like it could go anywhere else. Maybe yeah. Hulu. It sounds guess, like Riverdale, the way there's, it's like a murder yeah. mystery. And I think the main, the lead character is supposed to be Dion. Like, she's no, coming back? No, not Stacey Dash, oh. because I have a feeling this is still them, like, young and teenagers. Not like, it wouldn't make sense to have, like, we don't want to see them 40, 50 years old right now. I don't want to see them 40, 50. Like, I don't think, like, if Cher is still being Cher at, like, 40, 50 years old, I feel like her character did not progress well. Like it just didn't. Cher has to be like a CEO age. At this point yeah, like of, she has like to something. be something. If else she's gonna going be in her forties or fifties, right? Or, or she's a lawyer. Yeah, like her dad. Like her dad. I could see that. that is would be he, is her dad cool. still alive? The actor? Yeah, I think Dan Hedaya is. I'd have to double check, but I'm pretty sure he's still. I, I mean, Paul Rudd retired. could definitely reprise his role as a teenager because oh, let's yeah, face yeah. it, Paul Rudd. <laughs> Is some sort of black magic that we all need in our life. Such a beautiful, such a beautiful person. Get hotter every friggin' year. Yeah. Like, why is that a thing? I don't understand. That's probably why he shows that trailer that we joked about last week during his um, uh, his late night TV shows because like that movie has an age. Neither does he. Yeah, exactly. It, it's crazy, but yeah, I don't. I have no clue on when it's dropping, but I just feel that it's. 
ironic that 25 years later it's coming back in and probably like Riverdale, Riverdale it'll be good for one season and then just become hot garbage and get canceled. Isn't there something else coming back that got announced this week? Oh, yeah. We didn't talk about it. I'll let you say it. Go ahead. The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. The drama God. version. Is it drama yeah, version? It's a drama version as well. Why do we want a drama version? Because it was based. It's based on a uh, fan trailer that was made of a drama version of, of Fresh it? Prince. Will Smith liked it, and they started working on it, and now it's coming to. I uh, I, I show worked so well as a comedy though. I suspect it's going to HBO Max, and they are the one that owns the rights to the show anyway. So we'll see. It sounds like an HBO Max thing. Yeah, I um. I, well, Peacock has Saved by the Bell. Yeah, I'm you know, gonna get, everybody's coming up with something. Netflix, Fuller House. I'll get into it a little bit more when we talk about what we watch. But I was thinking that um, that show lives in my childhood because rewatching it, it's just not as good as I remember. So I think that as a drama, yeah, whatever. I actually disagree. I think you think it's better than you remember. I think towards the later seasons, it gets a little, you know, but I feel like watching it when we were going through it again, I forgot how funny it was the first three seasons are really funny that's because i was like oh wow like i used to laugh but i feel like coming at it from an adult now as opposed to when i was watching it as like a kid and like a teenager i i laugh at things maybe i find it a lot funnier now because i understand it better or at least what they're going through or like what uncle phil and aunt viv go through with the kids like i see it on that side of things too so i don't know i think i think i find it funnier this now yeah and then we did. I don't know if we talked about it last week, but did we talk about who's the boss? No, but I'm so no. excited. Somehow we missed that. How did we do that? I'm yeah. all for it. Um, I'm sure that Judith Light and Danny Pintaro, I think is how you say his last name. Um, I'm sure they will come in and do. And especially, I don't know. Did they say if it's going to Netflix? probably is if it's going to netflix like judith light has a ton of stuff on netflix especially with working with ryan murphy so i'm sure she will come in and the end of the series i believe they ended up together um if i'm not mistaken so i'm sure she'll be around um but it'll be interesting to see like i like you know i feel like they've always stayed close and i I, it's probably gonna have the same like fuller house vibe and i dig it as long as the theme song is uh hold me closer tony danza that's not the theme song. I know, I know. You love the theme song, don't you? I do. It's one of my favorite TV show theme songs. For sure. I don't know, like TV shows of like the 80s and 90s, some of the 90s, um, really good. I don't. Th- I think people don't appreciate TV theme songs. Like there's not as many nowadays. They're I feel all garbage. Like. like I feel like, like a lot of them are more scores, maybe like less lyrical I think nowadays. the last score, the last Like anything actual- by Miller Boyette Productions is... The Solid. La- the last show that actually had a song as their theme song, I think, is Big Bang. Yeah. Because that was in the in-between of, of the shift of, like, and not having catchy. theme songs. That's very catchy. I sing it every time you watch the show. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so that's some of the reboot news. Next bit of news will make Ryan very, very sad. DC has laid off 600 employees, including oh. most of their DC Universe staff. That sucks. So remember I had told you on the podcast about a year ago that DC Universe is going bye-bye? I was a year yeah. off. It looks like they're going bye-bye. <laughs> I think. I hope not. It's such a fun app. So I think the problem with that app from day one was the navigation is garbage. The the I think the nail in the coffin was when Harley Quinn went to HBO Max. Once they moved sure. to HBO Max, I was like, oh, this, this is... 
the best thing that they have on there, I think it's probably going bye-bye. Now the question is, Ry, do you think, what do you think goes to HBO Max? Do you think their entire DC library is going, in terms of like DC animated, do you think that'll go with them? Oh yeah, everything I think goes to HBO Max. I mean, why not? I mean, if you can't eat it all up, I mean, you get all the animated, take as much live action, take as take Titans, take, I mean, they already have Doom Patrol, which is astounding. They already have Harley Quinn, which is astounding. Um, I'm a season behind on Titans. Uh, do they already have Swamp Thing? I thought I heard rumors of they So did. Swamp Thing was originally a DC pro- DCU property, and then um, they canceled that before the first season actually premiered. And then CW is now going to be it's part of the cd oh, CW. yeah so that means it probably won't be as good because they're pulled yeah. back with restrictions on like tv but yeah it's crazy i mean i i jim lee was removed as publisher of dc which is oh, wow. insane his he was demoted and no one real, really knows what his job is as of yet the crazy thing is that dc has their fandom they're like kind of their comic-con next week yeah next week and they were going to have artists and people that actually work for DC Comics there, and I don't even know who's left at this point. <laughs> so it it sucks, but I mean, I guess we'll see what happens. And then the other bit of DC news was the Ray Fisher and Jeff Johns regarding Justice League. Did you hear about that, Ryan? Yeah, like he just made his life a living hell or something like that. Yeah, I I don't know how I feel because I like Jeff Johns. I like his his writing is pretty pretty great stuff so seeing and hearing all this neg- negativity from this you know onset of things i wonder if it got to his head when he became pretty much the kevin feige of the dcu it sucks it sucks yeah and now you know we have Zack snyder because yeah. that, makes, that makes the world <laughs> that makes the world so much happier um but predictions more colorful <laughs> predictions well, by the time we come back next week dc fandom will have concluded already what do you think we're getting from dc fandom rye like any guesses um i think we're going to get maybe a trailer for Zack snyder's thing hopefully mm-hmm. and at least an announcement on whether it's going to be a six part or an actual movie mm-hmm. um maybe some more harley quinn i'm hoping and announcements for their live action stuff so for me i'm with you 100 percent there i think we are also going to get the first trailer to batman because that is the that's the last panel of the day i think you know what would be cool if they go back to 1989 because the first trailer to batman 89 was just footage because they didn't have they were still filming they didn't have anything so they just do like footage of just shit that they filmed and just throw it up as a trailer that's all i need just to see them. Yeah. That's all I need. And I also think we're going to get the announcement of Wonder Woman going to VOD. I think that's what's coming. Isn't that the first? And that's the first, that's panel, the first right? panel of the day. I mean, theaters are all opening now. AMC opens this week on the 20th. It could be um, a day and date 28th thing. 28th thing. So maybe it's both. Mm-hmm. I think it could we be a day and date thing. Um, I also have found a drive in in New York that is opening and playing all these new releases. So Wonder Woman's still releasing in theaters. Jenny and I are probably catching up to drive in. Drive in at in Warwick, Warwick, New York. Warwick, New York. So, oh, wow. yeah, we're gonna go see Bill and Ted: New Mutants and Tenet there. So, oh, all three. Yes. Oh, we got a big day. Big day. <laughs> uh, but yes, yeah. big two days. And then I also think we're going to get a Suicide Squad trailer because they, uh, James Gunn is going to be there with. Oh, uh, he did reveal some yeah. art for it, right? 
Yeah, so we'll we'll see what happens with that. But it's exciting, exciting stuff coming from DC. And then last bit of sad news. It's not really film-related, but we do get panels there regarding the film. New York Comic Con was officially canceled, and it's going virtual this year. Want, want. My first, I think this is the first time in seven years I will not be going to New York Comic Con. This is very, very sad stuff. Uh, but or like Comic Con from your couch. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. much. I'm still taking Which a time off. I'm still taking a time off just to do coverage. And we'll, you know, yeah. we'll obviously be reporting whatever happens there. I do appreciate their efforts to like sort of keep things going, mm-hmm. at least with giving fans like a virtual con. Um, and for New York, it's going to be called metaverse um i believe metaverse nycc or something yeah they're like linking up with um i forgot what convention it is in london but like they actually just did like one of these trial cons this past week and i actually took a look at the it's it's pretty cool yeah what i do like about this one is that they are going to open all of so while their panels may be pre-recorded or some of them are going to be live and because SDCC was all just pre-recorded and what fans didn't like about that was that there was no ability to ask questions or comment. And so New York is fixing that and they're going to let you um, submit questions, comments and things. And then they'll take I think that's great. Yep. And I think by next year we will have a bigger NYCC because the expansion at the Javits Center will be complete next year. So it may be a much bigger convention than we've ever seen when it comes to New York Comic Con. So yeah, so that that wraps up the news. Next up, what we watch this week. Ryan, I'm going to let you kick it off. Um, two main things I want to point out is Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. series finale. How was that? Uh, it was good. I want, It was very well done. Um, right in the heart uh, for the end. Um, I'm not going to give any spoilers for people who haven't seen it yet. But nice little tie-up. No, like, uh, cliffhanger, no, they just, like, here's where everyone is, here's how it all ends, perfect, thank you very much for your service. And for, and also, Magnum Dopus, the reboot doc, the James Hunt Bob reboot doc. Yes. Um, very fun watch, me and Casey watched it last night. Um, the main takeaway was that little five second, uh, clerk scene cost more than clerks itself. That's crazy. So and they just crazy. all said everyone had like a nice thing to say about Kevin and working with them and just all the cool stuff they can see. I definitely recommend it. Awesome. Casey, anything or you saw what Ryan saw? Yeah, I was just going to say I really did not watch much this week. It's hard when I don't know, I have to go into the office every day. So it sucks. I can't sit home and work from there and like watch stuff at the same time. But yeah, I'm just going to elaborate on what Ryan said about Magnus Dopus is it was it was so nice to actually just see something behind the scenes that wasn't like super concentrating on one thing. It was it, they got everyone, they got all the actors. It was just nice to see everyone back together. But the real kicker was when they did the scene with Ben Affleck. Like just to hear how much Ben appreciates Kevin actually like choked me up a little bit. I was like, wow, after all this time, this is you know still something that. You know, although they had their falling out, Ben and Kevin just, you could just tell there's still that, like, really nice friendship connection between them. And Ben almost was like, Kevin is pretty much, you know, or was that Kevin or Matt, Ryan, who said Kevin basically gave me my, like, I think ben. my starting point. And it yeah, was, it's definitely something to check out if you even just want to see it or just have something to you know an hour to kill it's it's really good it's funny that their friendship picked up like someone was stopping them from being friends this whole time Hmm. i wonder (laughs) i wonder 
want to hear that one. Jenny hates that I feel also, that way. Also, he's a grown man and he can choose the relationships he has as well. So I am 100% sure it wasn't just her stopping him from being friends. At the same time, he also has a lot of other issues and you don't know if he also like his alcoholism brought him to push a lot of people away. There's a lot of things. So it's not just one person. Did I miss something just with the saying. whole like uh they blame the because person? no we can we can cuz right like the rumor is yeah, that so it's Jennifer Garner was that the reason was that they with, stopped being friends. That is the reason oh, they stopped okay. being friends. But so that's the rumor. It's I yeah, it's the rumor. I highly doubt that it was just that. I'm sure there was a big catalyst of different things. He was making also other choices like Jennifer Lopez, like all these other choices that he was making. Lopez well, they were in Jersey Girl together. Jersey Girl. Yeah, yeah, they were in Jersey oh, yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. It started well, Jennifer career. Lopez even was in Jersey Girl. Benifer. And the worst part about Jersey Girl too. Benifer. That stage was yeah. It's okay. She spoiler for anybody, she dies in the first like 10 minutes. 10 minutes, yeah. You don't, you don't see her after but that. But yeah, I'm going to I'm going to check it out. I it's definitely on my list. Uh I may actually maybe be watching it today. Uh Jennifer um, so I have been rewatching Ugly Betty. It's one of my favorite <sighs> shows. So good. I stopped watching that after like season two or three, but I remember yeah. it being well, really it, good. It only lasted till four, actually. So, um, but I like I. It's on Hulu, so that's kind of it's been my like nighttime before bed watch. Um, and then what else? We started uh, Boardwalk Empire mm-hmm. this week because I keep I've watched it already, but I keep telling David I know he's gonna like it, so he should watch it. So we started it. Um, and I like it so far. You like it so far, but you haven't made many comments. I think because he's still too high off of Twin Peaks at the moment. That's all I want to talk about. Yeah, so Twin that's Peaks. basically all I watch, but I'm really excited because this Friday, uh, August 21st, Lucifer comes back. I'm stoked. Uh, I can't wait, so that's exactly what I'll be doing Friday all day, and then I'll have a recap for you the following week. Awesome. So I saw, um, I saw Ghost for the first time this week. And I also saw Rhyme Dances with Wolves for the first time this week. Okay, so here's my honest opinion. And as I'm trying to differentiate myself from the guy that really loves Goodfellas and, like, the realistic, like, critic here, Dances with Wolves is a really good movie. It should not have been Goodfellas. That's, That's a very, very honest opinion. It's not... It's not as bad. It doesn't deserve the shit it gets, but I understand why it gets the shit it gets. Gotcha. It's nowhere near Goodfellas. It's the Goodfellas is on another stratosphere. And in regarding gotcha. to Ghost, I I don't know how Whoopi Goldberg be Lorraine Bra- Lorraine Bracco. I I just don't. <laughs> I just don't. Like she's good. The way I feel they the Oscars were giving her the award for the color purple and making up her not giving it to her for that movie and giving it to her for Ghost. It's it's a good movie. Ghost is not as bad as I thought it would be. Patrick Swayze is actually the best part of it. He's actually really, really good in it. Um, And yeah. And then... R.I.P. And then what I wanted to mention about Fresh Prince before is that Jenny and I are have been binging Big Bang Theory on HBO Max. Oh, yeah. We, we watched that too. And I can say <laughs> that I think I would now think Big Bang Theory is a better show than Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. I we're six seasons in now and we still have a lot to go, but six seasons in, I laugh more towards the fifth and sixth season of Big Bang than I did towards the fifth and sixth season of Fresh Prince. I think it's just a nostalgia thing. 
if you really do, if you do a nice little compare of six and six, you'll see starting from like season three on, Big Bang is so much better than Fresh Prince. It's so much better. I know, but they're, they're two different shows. They're, they're both comedies. They're not different shows. Yeah, they're shows. comedies, but it's also like their creation, their time, the writing is different. I don't I'm, think it's fair to say exactly that like one, you can say one is funnier than the other you, all right, sh- for sure because the dialogue is... Do you compare Boy but, Meets World and Fresh Prince because they came around the same time? No. You don't? I no, do. Because... They're two... They're two different shows. They have different comedies. Ca- it's yeah, the same genre. Have- so, what show would you compare Fresh Friends to? Yeah, yeah. Family Matters. No, today. No, because Family Matters, I would put in like a Full House yeah, kind of that's, equation. That's a good one. because because like right, like the wholesome, like, like the super cheesy. Step by step is the same thing because step by step, and actually step by step, I feel was like a little like it would be. Full House, Family Matters, and then Step by Step. Because Step by Step, you had that family dynamic, but I don't think it was as, as well, Fresh cheesy Prince is, Fresh Prince has as a family the other dynamic. two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm talking about in cheese factor. Like, then Fresh Prince is lower in the cheese factor. So is Boy Meets like, World. Not, I don't think Boy Meets World is cheesy No, at all. I don't think so either. That's why I put, if you're comparing from 90s television, I think those two will go hand in I hand. Guess, but I guess because for me, it's a different progression. Like, I think what, because I'm thinking of, like, the characters and their ages when we first meet them, right? Like, with Corey, Topanga, Sean, like, we meet them young, with the exception Eric is already a lot, like, an older teenager, but you, right? But that show doesn't fall so off. it's different. No, I didn't say it fell off. That's but what it was better. It gets it was, better. Right. But that's, but it's different, like... I watched that show, and because I was almost their age when the show started, I feel like I grew with that show in a way. But like Fresh Prince, Will was already, what, 16 when he came into the picture? 16, So yeah. he was older than when I first saw him. So for me, I didn't grow up in the same... And I didn't even... I couldn't really relate to Ashley either because I wasn't rich with money, and I wasn't in a boarding school, and like well, all that. I felt like Boy Meets World was more... Like I could relate to that better. Well, I'm. I look at it as when know. I'm watching a comedy, it's supposed to make me laugh, and s- Fresh Prince towards the end does not make me laugh. Well, that's okay. That's, that's fine. My, that's what I my just, comparison but that, is. But like what I'm saying is like it's just the comedy in Big Bang is the dialogue is a little bit different Funnier. than than Fresh Prince, but it's also a product of the time that it came from. Like maybe a Fresh Prince now, like if we see with this Ruby, well, this re- reboot is going to be a drama, so I guess not. But if it were to be redone now, maybe it would be funnier. Like maybe there's just different mm-hmm. things. And then maybe also like you could only get away with doing certain things back then as opposed to now. Yeah. I, don't I mean, know. there's probably a it hot depends. take. I know I'm probably alone on this. It's just a, just the way I feel on that. And then I finally finished Twin Peaks and... Ryan, you know who killed Laura Palmer now, right? Yeah. Did you see it coming or was it? No, not at all. That episode, and I don't want to spoil it in case he ever wants to see it, but how good was that episode when you? It was good. Like, I like that you know who killed Laura Palmer in episode seven and then episode eight and nine, you see something different. You, You know who killed her, but the cops are still trying to figure it out. And the scene in the jail cell was so, so good. So good. Uh, in terms of the series finale for me, it's very Sopranos-esque in terms of it's an ambiguous ending. And that's the only thing I'm going to tell you, Rye. You're going to okay. f- you're gonna have to decide what the fuck the ending means. <laughs> so I personally loved it. I don't know how Jenny feels she would... about the series finale. I thought it was good. 
Um, I don't know. I think it. I think it's one of those. I think this isn't just one of those shows you can watch like once. I think it's something like you have to watch it again, um, just to really and like really absorb. I think what helped me like we watched the series finale and then, um, friend of the show JC like recommended reading the final dossier that they came out, which is sort of like um a recap. So I got it on an audiobook, so that was good and it sort of recaps everything that happens from the end of season two into like the final season and it sort of like um gives you a few like extra answers that maybe you may have missed like while watching because like you're paying attention to the show but you're watching it right and according to david this is just david lynch but you're like what the fuck is going on and there's certain things that you get but maybe not everything you've absorbed well and it's a thinking show. Like, it's not a show you just put on. Like, I put on Ugly Betty, and I've watched it before. So for me, I can watch it, and I know everything that's going to happen. Like, it's familiar, like, and you get it. It's that kind of simple show that you just get it from the get anyway. This is a thinker. So if you want to think and you really want to be sort of challenged, I would say this is a show. I think that's the perfect wording. Like, Twin Peaks is a challenge. Because yeah, you have and to not pay a challenge in a to... negative sense. Yeah, it's, it's just, just like it's a, that's David Lynch because that's David Lynch's surrealistic art. And Lynch feels Lynch has got on and on record. Vision. Yeah, he's got on record and say that he's not the type of artist that will t- give you an ending. He likes you to create your own vision of and what you think it is. It's subjective. Is art, right? Art is up t- up until you're. I mean, yes, you have artists that create things, and this is what it is. This is a bagel on a on a wall or something. Right. But then you have, but if you have to look through the meaning of it, or you have people that are into color theory and there's colors and there's reasoning, like everything is up to your own interpretation. So I think for me watching it the first time I'm like, Oh, okay. And then like reading that book after really helped me digest. And then obviously like you've been watching stuff on YouTube. So that one guy that you've been watching that really explained, he had a four and a half hour explanation of the entire series. It's really good. I think he delves into it very detailed. Yeah. It's... And that helped clear up some questions that I had for me. So that's why I say it's not that I didn't like it. I just was left kind of like, okay, this is it. I need a little more to understand everything that happened. Or I guess maybe because I'm just that inquisitive but you type don't like, of person. You, don't like a, you've, you told me also you don't like open-ended endings. Well, no, because I felt like I didn't feel like, well... I felt like Coop was satisfying, sort of, but I would have liked to have seen a little more of him. And like, there are just certain things that I would have liked to have seen, like in a way, like La La Land. We're gonna go back to it now. So La La Land, I didn't like the ending because I didn't like that they didn't end up together. Um, and that, to me, as the viewer watching them and watching their relationship unfurl, I wanted that ending. So. I wasn't satisfied with the ending. I don't hate the movie because of it, because I appreciate everything else in the movie. I just, but that was Chazelle's vision and the way this is all Lynch's vision. And this actually, and you're going to hate that. I'm like, it's not a comparison, but it's very much the way that like lost was in the sense that there was always this like mystery to everything that was happening on the island and like all of these different forces at play and things that were not explained. And then you had the series finale and there wasn't, there wasn't exactly a neat 
tie up. There was enough of it, but there were a lot of things that were left unexplained. And that's what pissed off a lot of people. This is very hard to talk about without spoiling it, but I'll say this. Every question that you got, right, right, you still there? Yeah, I'm here. Cool. You want me to take my headphones off for a minute? (laughs) Tell me when you're done. Every question you'll have after season two gets answered in episode 17. So he answers all those questions. He just creates brand new questions in the series finale. Yes. So that's why I disagree why with you. Why do you do that? That's yes. Why I, but that's like what David me, Lynch does. I also wanted to have a little, I guess because it's just me maybe, and again, it'll be different people, but I wanted to have a little extra background on certain other things, but I can't really go into yeah, it now without re- so, spoiling. So we may just have to save it for the Twin Peaks yep, episode because we are coming going to have, soon. We're going to have a Twin Peaks episode in November, so be on the lookout for that. So yeah. Real quick. Yes. What's your take on James? I hate James. Good, me too. I can't stand James. <laughs> James fucking sucks. I will tell you this. Okay, you, I can tell you this. You know who I hated, and you'll hate him when you watch the movie too. And I absolutely loved him in the return. Is Bobby? Okay. I think he is a piece of garbage in the show and in this in the in the movie, especially when you see his relationship with Laura in the movie. He's just a. a a scumbag but he he's completely redeemed i think in, in his the, growth was in, the best one out of maybe all mm-hmm. of them how do you like opinion. how do you like andy and, and lucy aren't they the best oh they're so cute they are the <laughs> most adorable couple ever and when you see who their kid is in the return you're going to love it, it i'm not going to tell you who it is but it fits perfectly with who they are all right, so that wraps up our Twin Peaks talk for, for the week. Uh, let's get into our movie taglines. I only have 10 this week, and then we'll get into the 40-year-old virgin. So, Casey, do you want to kick us off? Sure. All right, here we go. Number one, don't miss the climax. <laughs> Jennifer? Um, don't miss the climax. Um, it's very know. much easy. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Climax. Any guesses? No idea. Fifty Shades Freed. Oh. Oh. I so guess. you were close. So we're talking about dumpster fires. Now, exactly. So exactly. It it's away. like it's like disappointing sex on that movie on that <laughs> on in that movie and a disappointing movie. Yeah. All right. Next up, Jennifer. There's something about your first piece. <laughs> There's something about your first piece. Yes. When I tell you the movie, it's actually, oh, duh. Is it like peace as like a gun? Is no. it like peace as like cake? I can't tell you. all I'm thinking about is cake now. I can't tell you. Um, Like chocolate cake. Um, There's something about your, there's, yeah, there's something about your first piece. Yes. Um, I don't know. Any guesses, Rye? Um, something about your first piece. Uh, four brothers. I don't know. <laughs> and Casey. Uh, Mystic Pizza. Nope, American Pie. Oh. oh. See, I had pizza like a pizza pizza in my mind. That's why See, I cake, pizza, all Rye. the things we can't eat right I now. I actually think that one of the girls is going to get this one. Rye. She doesn't give an f. Bad teacher. Very good. Bad teacher. I was going to say teaching Mrs. Tingle. 
I hate teaching Mrs. Tingle. I don't mind it. That movie's I garbage. I watched it a lot. It was always uh, on TV. Case, her life was in their hands. Now her toe is in the mail. <laughs> now her toe is in the mail. And when and it's literal too, because this does happen her in the movie. Was in their hands. Her toe was in the mail. I honestly no idea. Jen, like a zombie movie. You haven't seen this movie, so you're not even gonna get okay. it. Uh, Rye. Um, some gangster flick. No, the Big Lebowski. Oh. I've yeah, I haven't it. seen it actually. It's terrible. I don't remember this. Jen. You don't like the Big Lebowski? No, no, no. That I've they never haven't seen, seen it. it. Oh. I'm sorry. <laughs> I think I think it's a bit overrated, but I do like the Big Lebowski. I think it's a very it's, it's I would a good watch movie. it though. I own it, so I we can like, see it whenever. But I just haven't I, I think don't think I've never oh, had the chance to I do think Jenny it. won't like it. It's very, 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 very dry. It's like dry it in the office. Yeah, it is dry. It's very dry comedy. Uh, next up, Jenny makes Ben Hur look like an epic. Put in the Jeopardy music as we wait. Spartacus. <laughs> no. Spartacus Ryan, guesses? Remark. Ben Hur remake. No. Ben Hur too. Nope. Ben Hur and Casey. Ka- I, I Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Oh. oh, how do I not know? I love that movie. <laughs> All right, Rye. Part mystery, part thriller, part missing. It's a clue. That's a clue. Yep, that is a clue. No, I'm saying clue. clue. Oh no, no, no! <laughs> I thought you were saying that is a clue. <laughs> I was Incorrect. like, I think David missed it, but I was like, he'll come around. Jennifer. Um, part mystery, part thriller, parts missing. Parts missing. Eight heads in a duffel bag. No. And Casey, any guesses? Is that yeah? I would say saw. No, saw. something tells me Jenny likes this movie, Lake Placid. Oh, <laughs> I think it's Bill Pullman. Placid, no, Placid, not Placid. Oh. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a uh, Bridget Fonda and Bill Pullman, right? Yes, garbage. It's all right. Oh, Oliver Platt's in that too. I saw it a lot as a kid. Again, right. HBO movies are wrong. Right, this is all you. You're going to upset many people who like this show, and that's your hint. A show that became a movie. See our family and feel better about yours. Uh, Adam's family? No. Jenny? See our family and feel better about yours. Um... Any guesses? I'm trying to think of family movies that were a show. While you're thinking, Casey, any guesses? The Br- Brady Bunch? No. Oh, damn. The Simpsons movie. Oh, oh, God. Okay. And last three. Casey, if at first you don't succeed, lower your standards. Married to Ryan. <laughs> 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 I have no idea. <laughs> Jen? If at first you don't succeed, lower, lower your, your standards. standards. I feel like this is a teen movie. No, it's not. No? No. I actually think Ryan's talked about this movie once, but I don't particularly like Cop it. Cop out. No. Uh, it's a comedy. Okay. Rye? Oh, I have no idea. Tommy Boy. Oh. Uh, uh. I've actually never seen it, but I, I know. All right. Last two. I have a feeling Jenny likes this movie. The Coast is Toast. The Coast is Toast. Is it a... Uh, oh, wait. Who's going? 
You. Oh, me. Is it Deep Impact? No. Or is it Armageddon? No. Or is it Volcano? Yes. Volcano? Yes. <laughs> she went with every disaster <laughs> movie of the 1990s. It's with Tommy Lee Jones. I do like that movie. I know you Volcano? do. Volcano? Volcano. Have you ever seen it? It's very horrific. You're <laughs> talking to me. I don't see any movies. It's, it's also not very good. I don't good. even know how I ended up on this podcast. It's not very good at all. No, it's okay. But I feel like it came out around the same time as those other, as Deep Impact and, and uh, Armageddon. So I remember seeing it in theaters. I thought you were going to say Daylight also. No, because daylight is the tunnel. That's different. <laughs> and Ryan finishes off here. When he said "I do," he never said what he did. So I married an ex-murderer. No, that's what I was thinking of. Incorrect. And Casey, any guesses? Wait, I didn't guess yet. Uh, I thought that was your guess. Mrs. Smith. Incorrect. Okay, what is it again? True lies. Uh, <laughs> You didn't even like give me a chance. You got three chances. Earlier, I know. So that wraps up this game, and the only one that got one right is Ryan. Hey. Yeah, I got volcano yeah. after four guesses. <laughs> three, three. I said three. All right, we'll give you that one. Whatever. <laughs> Alrighty, so let's move on to the forty-year-old virgin, the fifteenth anniversary. Man, do I feel old? I, I, um started doing the research on this and I, I try to think about the first time I saw the movie and I actually saw it on a date uh, at Newport Mall. Okay. Oh, let's just put it this way. It's not the best theater in the world, guys. Well, I actually, now it's not a bad theater. They definitely renovated it because now it's an AMC. But before it was a little sketchy. It's very sketch. Yeah. Uh, but no, the movie the came day. out in... On August 19, uh, 2005, do you guys remember the first time you saw it? Was it in theaters or was it on blue, on DVD? Jen? I think it was either on TV. I think it was on TV when I saw it. I don't know if I did see it in theaters. I kind of don't have like a, a actual memory of seeing it in theaters, but I feel like it would have been something I saw in the movies too, maybe. Rye? I think it was something I saw on TV. Case? rented it from Hollywood Videos. Oh, you you just pulled my oh. heartstring by I saying know, right? you rented a movie. <laughs> I rented it. Like I went, you know, I don't, you know, kids, if you're listening, you used to have to go to the store and you could like rent a movie, like go to the library, but like with DVDs. Um, yeah, I really think I rented it. From you know, Hollywood now that you say that, I feel like I think maybe I did rent it too. Not seeing it in theaters, but because I feel yeah, like, right, you're like, it was on my TV, but was it on HBO? Was right, because I was like, things? on TV, I don't know that. But yeah, no, I think I may have too. Those are the best hmm. times. It's, oh, I miss that so much. I just miss the smell. Like, you know, yes. and you just, the smell, it's the, it's the weirdest smell. It just smelled like DVDs. And like, I don't know. That's oh, it. <laughs> so, so great. I miss those days. But yeah, going to the movie, going into the production, not, not much to say here. The movie is actually based on a sketch Carell created while performing with the improv comedy troupe Second City. Carell did many versions of the sketch, trying out different scenarios where the 40-year-old man is hiding a big secret. Uh, Judd Apatow had difficulty coming up with the ending for the film, which I'm going to get into that a little later because I actually hate the song Uh, at the end of the movie. I think that song is terrible. No. So we're going to get Disagree. into that. But there's not really much else into production. It's pretty straightforward uh, production. In terms of the 
release. Oh. It came out August 19, 2005 here, but it premiered. The world premiere was actually February, February 11th, 2005, but they held it for the summer release on August 19th. Movie cost $26 million to make, and it made $177.4 million. I think that was a hit. Sounds about right. All right. So going into the trophy room, the movie actually won the American Film Institute Award for the movie of the year. It also won the ASCAP Film and Television Music Award for top box office film. It won the Boston Society of Film Critics Award for Best Supporting Actor for Katherine Keener. It won the Critics' Choice Award for Best Comedy Movie. At the Golden Schmoes Awards, it won Best Comedy, Best Surprise of the Year, Best Breakthrough Performance, Best Line of the Year. And at the Los Angeles Film Critics Association Awards, Katherine Keener won Best Supporting Actress. And then Jenny's Favorite Movie Award, the MTV Movie Award, <laughs> uh, Steve Carell won Best Supporting Actor. So it did win a few awards. I'm surprised to see the love for the... More awards than I thought it did. Yeah, it actually was nominated for WGA as well for Best Original Screenplay. So Steve Carell wrote it with Judd Apatow. Now, let's go to what's aged best and what's aged worse. Jenny, do you want to kick us off? I'm going to go first? Yes. Oh, I wasn't ready. Ladies first. All right, ladies first. Okay, so what aged the best? Um... Steve Carell. <laughs> He's looking like a fox on the morning show. <laughs> so uh, in, with that gray hair. No, I think, I mean, I do agree. I think he's aged best. He really um, has aged well. And for me, this is where I saw Steve Carell first. Oh! Sorry. Oh! It was first this, then The Office. Oh, my God. I mean, what year did The Office come out? A few months before the. the... Okay, so to be fair, it's not, it's around the same time. Anyway, um, my age the best, the ending, the Aquarius. You like that sunshine. garbage song? It I do terrible. because it's just so like random, random, but it's showing all the emotions that he's going through when he finally lost his virginity and he like didn't just have sex like with anyone. It was like his wife and he's just in a happy place. I wonder and it's if- like after the third try because the first try didn't work. You know, so like, I don't know. It was just really random and funny and they're all choreographed and like all dancing in different verses. I don't I know. I wonder it's if a- that's a song that played in Jenny's head after she lost her virginity and that's why. I can assure you there was no song in my head after <laughs> I lost my virginity, but um, Okay, next. Uh, <laughs> she started thinking about the day she lost her well, Because I was right thinking, now. I was like, my mom listens to this podcast too. And I was just like, I don't want to talk about this anymore. Um, oh <laughs> Kelly Clarkson waxing scene. That whole scene is hilarious. It's the best. Um, I think it really showed guys what girls go through. No with pain waxing. at all. No, no, no. There's pain. Um, it was just really good. All of them are there together. You can tell that, I don't know, the na- the laughter felt natural. Like, I felt like they were dying while mm-hmm. they were filming this scene. And that really comes across. Um, I think the speed dating scene still aged so the best because that's exactly, I've done speed dating. Uh, like, a couple of months before I met Dave, I did a speed dating event. And it's as awkward and terrible as it's shown in the movie. And you have very random people and very random responses. No boobs out, but uh, yeah. Do you know who that woman is? Uh, It's a wrestler's wife, right? Diamond Dallas Page's ex-wife. Yeah, yeah. So we saw her boob. 
And then uh, the whole, um, yeah, that's, that's my age best. All right, cool. So right we'll oh, see. Oh, no, no. Sorry. Two more things. Sorry. The um, Jonah Hill cameo when he's buying the goldfish platform shoes. Yeah. thought that was hilarious. And the whole sexual health clinic scene I thought was, was funny, really funny. And a cameo by Steve Carell's wife, Nancy. Yep. Casey? Oh. Uh, if you remember sure. anything. Um, yeah, no, I'm going, I was sitting here thinking. Um, so Age Worse is best. the video store they work in. Best. Best, that's that, What? We're going best, best first. Oh, best. Just kidding. Best. Great. Best. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> it's fine. I just, just pretend I'm not here. Um, best is the waxing scene. I still think it's so funny. It's so funny. And, and I do I have some notes on that too. You worked, you, you, did you wax Steve Carell? I didn't wax people, but I used to work at a wax center. And a couple of times that really does happen. Like we would be sitting at the front desk and music would be playing and you just hear, ah! <laughs> like from the back. And you'd be like, oh crap. <laughs> so, That's wonderful. Uh, but yeah, that one is the best for me and now what am i supposed to do i'm sorry no I'm so nothing. you're good today. ryan oh, what good? do you got okay i'm done um paul freaking rudd <laughs> <laughs> um and getting your chest wax really does hurt like a son of a bitch you've had um, your chest wax yes i have why i used to, uh, I, used to, I was a little uh hairy uh, the word no, yeah, well, I still now i'm hairy again a- andy Gar- andy garcia in 1990s the godfather part three harry no, I wasn't that bad, but I was hairy <laughs> enough where I wanted to get, I was I was conscious about my hair, so I wanted to get rid of it at that time. So, yeah, no, never again. That was a bad idea. <laughs> and Asia. Because Asia never ages, but ages badly. All right. Anything else? Nope. All right, cool. So, age, age is best for me. I have a couple of things here. Pop culture collecting. That's aged really well because collecting True. is so so big now, and you don't. It's not frowned upon like it was right. in the movie. That's aged really yeah. well. Um, Michael McDonald DVDs. That's aged really well. For anyone that saw the movie, <laughs> okay. you know exactly what I'm talking about. Andy's you a reaction- Michael McDonald fan, Dave. Yeah. Oh really? No. Oh. <laughs> and, <laughs> like I didn't know that. Andy's reaction to all the sex stories during the poker game. He. That's really funny. Carell's on top of his game there. Andy playing the trump. What was it? The trombone? Yeah, I think it was the trombone. It's hilarious! Like he's walking in his house playing the trombone. The use of Kelly Clarkson as a curse. Yeah. During the wax scene, that's the whole wax scene as a whole. Um, I actually thought it was really funny, and it aged really well for me. Flirting in the bookstore with Elizabeth Banks in the form of questions that aged really Have well you for done me. That? No. But I, was, I, I mean, I went with a girl I was seeing at the time, but in my head, I'm like, man, that's like something to try. See if it works. <laughs> um, Andy's adventures with condoms when he's trying to put the condom on yeah. the first time they have sex and he puts it on his arm like a magnum condom and he uses it as like a giant glove. I think it's hilarious. So like, has that happened to you in the beginning? No. Like when you first use? No. 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 no? I don't know. Because some <laughs> people, you know, maybe you don't know or you don't have someone there to show you. And so... No. I, and I don't think the arm condom thing. I wasn't saying, that's have hilarious. you done that? That's, that's just like a boy, you know, whatever, No, but it, just, it, it was as uneventful. As it was as uneventful as mostly everybody's. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Age worse. I'll kick this one off. Uh, Steve Carell's chest hair. I don't, I don't understand. I don't <laughs> understand. I know, it was pro- I know he probably grew it out more because of, he knew he was going to do the scene. It's disgusting. <laughs> it's 
oh, it's gross. Andy Garcia and him, it's just terrible. Uh, the length of the film, I think that's age worse because this started a bad trend of Judd Apatow movies being longer than they really should be. Um, this age, really bad. Sober guys hitting on drunk women for one night stands. That's age really bad. Drunk driving to Missy Elliott. Yeah. That's terrible. Uh, owning a store to sell others eBay listings. Yeah. A uh, box of porn tapes because no one buys porn tapes anymore. And like I mentioned before, the age of Aquarius ending. I hate the song. It's terrible. Ryan? Um, I got practicing on a hood rat, smoking inside, and like you said, the eBay store. Awesome. Casey? Uh, just the video store in general that they work at. Definitely is aged worse because half that technology doesn't even exist oh when God, he was like, the VHS DVD player. I was like, where do you find one of those? <laughs> terrible. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's uh, it for me. And Jen? So I have a few. So the whole, even though it's funny, um, the whole, you know how I know you're gay sequence when they're playing video games and going back and forth? That didn't age so good. Um, the whole thing when uh Romney Malco's character comes in and his wife is you know comes in his girlfriend comes into the store and then like Steve Carell's like bitch you don't know my bit you know like yeah. bitches be running wild that didn't age well um though I think his delivery was hilarious um the drunk driving by Leslie Mann but I love her is so. that that's his wife right? that's that's Judd Apatow's wife yeah um the whole thing with like Haziz and Mooj. Um, I think it's when they find out after that the poker game took place and they're like, so tell me Montel, why weren't we invited to the party? What are we, Al-Qaeda? Um, porn on tape. You don't you don't need that. Um, hiring a hot woman to work at the store for your friend. When they, when uh, Seth Rogen's character hires that chick it's a to carry like it's equality. No, he women only hi- he said he women only hired her. Women could do up. men's jobs, Jennifer. I'm not saying that, but the purpose was he sexually harassed her. In women that empowerment, man. Women empowerment. Um, I think. Uh, what else? Andy like breaking up sort of with Trish and then leaving to go have drunk sex with Beth. Like, that didn't age well. I think he could have just communicated better with her, but whatever. That was personal preference. And the last thing is, um, I forgot which character now said it, but just the whole thing with, like, dude, if you like to fuck guys, I'm cool. I got friends who fuck guys in jail. Oh, that was uh, Jay. That was Romney Malco's character. So that was it. All right, cool. So before we get to our categories, I do have like a few quotes that I really thought were really funny. So I do like when Andy was being literal, but inadvertently sounding very dirty when he says, I hope you have a big trunk because I'm putting my bike in it. And then she, and then Elizabeth <laughs> Banks turns around. And she's like, yeah, oh. uh, this is funny. Going back to the Michael McDonald, when Paul Rudd is like, if I hear Yamo be there one more time, I'm going to Yamo burn this place to the ground. That's hilarious. <laughs> Um, going back to what Jenny said in the clinic, when Steve Carell's like, is it true? If you don't use it, you lose it. Yeah. That's hilarious. Um, Andy's first description of boobs, when he says it feels like a bag of sand. Yeah. Hilarious. Um, let me see. Do I have anything else here? Jane Lynch has some really classic things on. She has good delivery there. She has really good delivery, where she's like, I am very discreet. 
but I will haunt you in your dreams. And then I think she starts singing in Spanish, right? Like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Is it the a Guatemalan love song or Which something? Which was, uh, I think I, if I don't have it in my fun facts, she actually got that from her high school yearbook. Someone oh. actually had that in her high school yearbook. That's funny. So, all right. So let's get into our category, That Guy Award. Ryan, kick us off. That uh, guy was Rodney Malik J. I don't see. I don't remember from anything else. Who is he? Hmm. Who does he play? Jay. Jay. Oh, Romney uh, Mal- Romney Malco. Yeah. Malco. Yeah. All right, Jen. Uh, so mine is Jerry Bednop, who plays Mooj. So so funny. I He's so funny. Don't know him from anything else really, but this I know he was also like in Freaks and Geeks and Zach and Mary and a few other Judd Apatow films. Um, but this is where I know him from. All right. Uh, I went with Jerry Bedmoob too. Yeah. Uh, not taking away how not not taking away how great he is in it because he's really, really great as a supporting player. Uh, what about you, Case? Do you have anyone that you're like, oh, I just remember him from 40 year old version? <laughs> you guys are putting me on the spot. Now let's have full disclosure. I was only asked to come on the podcast <laughs> before this happened. So I am not prepared at all because I have no idea what's going on. Um Ryan, who was the guy I said and you were like, Oh, but he's also in Zach and Miri. Who was that that guy? Um You guys just said him. I think um, Jerry Oh, Jerry Benwell. Yeah, he yeah. was he wasn't yeah. yeah, he was in forty year old version. I mean um yeah. um Zach and Mary. Alright, so next up, supporting player. I actually went with Jane. I had three because I couldn't decide. I went with Jane Lynch, Romney Malco, and Jerry Ben uh, Benu because they're they're back and forth. Their insults back and forth are hilarious. Jen. So I actually just went with the three guys. So Paul Rudd, Romney Malco, and, and Seth, Seth Rogen. Rogen because I think they were all um, all three characters. Um, despite them not being virgins themselves, essentially like they all of them were stunted in their own way. And they kind of all came together to support Steve Carell in this journey. And through that journey, they grew a little bit themselves and um, just the whole like bromance relationship, you know, Andy now had friends like he didn't have. And then just even the way that they would get on him in the beginning is like what guys do with each other. Like, right. Like, riffing off each other and making fun and right it's all with love uh i went with paul rudd of course never i mean you don't go wrong with that um casey do you want to give this one a shot i was gonna say jane lynch awesome all right mvp of the film becky o'shea icebox i mean is there anyone that doesn't have steve carell no nope yeah steve carell so great so great um next up last category peaks and valleys valley i have Paul Rudd and Steve Carell. I mean, it's them. You could actually even make an argument for Seth Rogen. I actually have Seth Rogen. Yeah, Seth Rogen. So I had um, Paul Rudd and Seth Rogen. I mean, I feel like Steve Carell was the obvious, so I didn't put him here because I had him as my MVP anyway. You can um, use both. But yeah, like I think all three of them have had very distinct careers, and I think they've been good at what they've been doing, and it's just increasingly risen. Yeah, and I think Paul Rudd and... Steve Carell have been able to leave the comedy genre a little better. Even though Ant-Man is still very comedic, Paul, I mean, Steve Carell has really left the comedy genre 
with some of the stuff that he's done, like Foxcatcher, now the morning show. So, uh, and peak, peak. Who do you who do you have, Jen? So I put Romney Malco. Only it's yeah, not, the only one to use. No, here. it's only huh? Yeah, he's the only one I thought of too. So I've seen him. I liked him in Weeds. If you're, I don't know if anybody's seen Weeds, but yeah. I liked I liked him in that. Um, but he was only on there for I think maybe three seasons. Um, when they were when they were in Agrestic. Um, and then I think after that, he went on and did other stuff. And then I watch him now in um, A Million Little Things on ABC. So, But this role is like very serious and it's very different. And Weeds, it was still comedy, but not in the same way as this. So I think this was like a big highlight for him. And you went with the same person, right? Yeah, same as you. All right, cool. So that wraps up the categories. Let's finish up with the 15... 15- 40-year-old facts. The most important fact, and I'm going to preface this first one, it's the most important one. It's the most, the best thing that came out of this movie is because of the 40-year-old virgin, The Office was renewed for season two. Before the film was office, The Office was on the verge of cancellation after the first season, and with the success of the film and Carell becoming a huge star, the show was renewed, and it took off from there. It's actually, um, they were worried, too. The producers of The Office were worried because Steve Carell, Michael Scott in season one is just really an asshole. Yeah. So because of the 40-year-old virgin, they were able to turn him into the likable. Like soften him up a yeah, little they bit. Yeah, so, they were able to soften him up seeing how well he portrayed that kind of character in the 40-year-old virgin. So not only was the success of the film important for the renewal of The Office, but it Change Michael Scott as yeah. a character, which is fantastic. it also kicked off Judd Apatow's career, career. Yeah, because everything came after it. I feel like he made every movie to until King of Staten Island. Every movie is kind of the same. Well, certain ones are a little form. I, like I think the, the same, only like Knocked Up and This Is Forty is actually supposed to be together. And, and I, like, um, I think the only one that outside of uh, King of Staten Island they tried to be different was Funny People. With mm-hmm. Adam Sandler, but that movie's like five and a half hours long, so I I'm out. That's long. Yep. So next up, the scene where Andy has his chest hair removed that we were talking about before. It required five cameras to set up, and it, Steve Carell's chest hair was actually ripped out in the scene. Carell told Judd Apatow before shooting the scene, "It has to be real. It won't be as funny if it's mocked up or if it's special effect. You have to see this really happening." And the scene had to be done in one shot. <laughs> So, right, because then he wasn't going to have any hair. Yep. So the laughter that you mentioned before was actually them laughing because they just couldn't control their laughter. Yeah. Right. And I feel it, it feels like <laughs> such a bro thing to do, right? Like you'd get your friends to do it on a dare and then you're watching him and like he's just in pain and you're like laughing, thriving off of it. And they're just like, oh, I wouldn't do that. But I, I can watch you do it. I do like this one. Um, to prepare for the role as Andy, Steve lost 30 pounds for the role. So if you notice season one of The Office, he's more he's a little chubbier. And then by season two, he's he looks exactly like he does in this movie. So Apatow was originally nervous about the transformation, stating that he didn't think that comedians wanting to look good is ever good for a comedy. However, he gradually realized that Carell being ripped was a good idea as it helped establish that Andy wasn't was only a virgin because he's shy and nervous, not because of his looks. Next, next up, 
according to Steve, Seth Rogen, Steve Carell was so nervous that the film would be shut down by the studio that he had the writers prepare a backup version of the script and didn't contain a single word of profanity. Holy crap. Oh, wow. So we all shitted on the, the store, the sell eBay store. But the We Sell Your Stuff on eBay store was a real store. It was written into the script after the location was chosen. I mean, it's really not a bad idea. It's a terrible idea. No, because in a way, like, I mean, I think that she should still sell stuff in the store because if people come in, you might as well just sell it there and not hit get the hit with the stupid eBay fees. Although eBay fees 15 years ago were very different from eBay fees today. But I feel like if she's going to have to store this stuff to sell for people anyway, that storefront is storage anyhow. Because what is she going to do? Store it in her house? No. So... I guess I'm for it. I thought she could just sell it in her house. That's a lot she's of paying, stuff you got. She's keep. paying rent for this for this thing. But if she sells enough on eBay, I guess I don't know. This one is more for Jenny. The song that Andy's playing on the baritone horn while marching around his his apartment is "Anchors Away." Oh, cool. Next up, this is for Ryan. Elizabeth Banks and Seth Rogen later co-starred in a movie together. What movie is that, Ryan? Why is it for Ryan? Jack and Mary make a porno. Very good. <laughs> Number eight, Universal Studios provided Steve Carell and Judd Apatow with case studies on middle-aged virginity. They read that older virgins were typically typically normal people who, according to Carell, at some point just gave up the whole notion. It was more difficult to keep attempting than to, than to give up. Interesting uh, tidbit there. Next up, the filmmaker shot one million feet of film for the 40-year-old virgin. It's a lot. This wow. one's the the musical number that Jenny loves so much at the end of the movie actually sent Jonah Hill to the hospital for a heat stroke. Oh, my God. So next up, test screenings made the 40-year-old virgin less R-rated. People notably stopped laughing during the scene in which Andy watches porn from Dave's Boner Jams 03 tape. Because if you notice in the movie now, he only watches like maybe like two or three seconds and he fast forwards and then watches that everyone loves Raven. Yeah. The original version wasn't like that. So it, it just felt awkward. Well, and I guess you didn't really want to watch him watching porn. Like you didn't yeah, really need like it's, to you really yeah. need that. Trish's line about Einstein having sex with his wife was taken out, but then put back once Apatow and Carl realized that women liked the line. Hmm. All right. Next up, exotic fish were accidentally harmed during the making of the movie. <laughs> the electricity was shut off in the aquarium area after filming and they're causing a lack of proper uh aeration in the fish tank leading to their deaths that's oh why you God. that's Aww. why during the credits you do not see no animals are harmed during the making of this movie oh my god <laughs> yeah I th- that was so f- random that that would happen Jenny looks very perplexed. Yeah, like what scene was their fish? Uh, maybe they had this, the fish in the store, like the, as a as a decor. Oh, okay. Because I'm trying to think. I'm like, was there an aquarium scene I missed? Like, what am I? Next up, Steve Carell was actually 43 years old and a father of two when the 40 year old virgin was released. <laughs> Carell's four year old daughter was a little freaked out at seeing her father on billboards promoting the 40 year old virgin. <laughs> Next up. Universal refused to allow Jason Siegel to be in the 40-year-old virgin. Judd Apatow didn't have veto power back then. Jason Siegel was out of luck and he was unable to be in the movie. Sucks. Uh, it would have been another Freaks and Geeks reunion. Ac- actually, Apatow's advice to Siegel was that he should be writing his own material for 
a better chance of starring in films, advice which eventually led him to forgetting, forgetting Sarah, Sarah Marshall. Marshall. That's a favorite. Did they say why he wasn't allowed to be in the I'm confused on why I he wasn't allowed to be it, there. I think in passing, I read that it had to do with just his look. Probably. Uh, Ironic that like what he turned out to be, and he starred in How I Met Your Mother, and then he did a lot of comedies and serious movies. I, you know how studios are. To be sometimes. honest, it's really yeah. just like a white guy in a suit making these decisions. So, what about a white woman in a suit? Or they, a bunch of women. There's no white woman in a suit. <laughs> it's just a white guy in a suit saying, "Nope, that doesn't work. It won't work. It'll never work." And then, and the, then it does work. Well, yeah. And then the last fact, which is out fucking rageous, Paul Rudd was considered so overweight that Universal shut down production for two days. So he could, Wait, what? So he could <laughs> drop <laughs> what? Like water weight? Unlike most of their directors, Apatow encouraged Rudd, encourages Rudd to gain some weight before shooting because he thinks the actor is funnier when he's a little fatter. Unfortunately, Universal disagreed and Rudd ended up not eating for 48 hours to satisfy the studio. The one scene that stayed in the film before the Universal mandated shutdown was the speed dating sequence, but there was other reason for the shutdown. According to Apatow, they don't like that he was lighting the film like an indie. So they used that as an excuse, but really wanted Paul Rudd to lose weight. I, I, I don't know what they... What? I, yeah. I, had a, I left it for last because it was the most what the fuck fact I think I've ever done on on these reeler backs. It doesn't even make sense. <laughs> like, I mean, pa- Paul Rudd's beautiful. I don't know. There's nothing. Mm-hmm. Any, any thoughts, Jen? I think he's perfectly fine, so I don't know what they're talking about, but whatever. And before this, I don't have this in my facts, but it was like an office reunion because Kelly Kapoor's in it. Pam Beasley's in it. She Pam plays is a, in she, it? She's an extra. Oh, she's an extra. Yeah. I was like, I don't Pam remember. Beasley's in it. Todd Packer's in it. Yes. Michael Scott's in it. Yeah. Um, his wife Nancy. is a real estate agent. Yeah. She's in it. So it's like a full-fledged office reunion in season one. So yeah, that wraps everything up on the 40-year-old virgin. Next week, we will be back looking at Netflix original films. Ryan's going to look for every superhero f- film released on Netflix. <laughs> and I expect that to be his full list next week. Ryan, there's a Wikipedia list of all the movies if you want. And, re- and remember, Ryan... It's the Irishman and everything else. Pretty much. Until then, (laughs) see you at the movies, kids.